But the, it is the, the psychology of uh, like ownership, like assumed ownership of land or animals in a situation where there is none is amazing because people do it all the time. This is my hole. This is my fish. I'm entitled to it. This is, yeah. You, the people are just, you can tell right off the bat, all right, this is not somebody I would spend time with. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. they're going to test your patience. Yeah, sure. And then all of a sudden this dude yells up at me. He's like, hey, you bleepity bleep, you trying to low hole me? <laughs> <laughs> we hear something behind us and, you know, is it an elk? Is it a bear? And uh, all of a sudden this, this, this gentleman just comes like blazing down the hill. <laughs> And he he asks what what we're doing there, and it's public land. And uh, well, we said, sir, we're hunting. And he's like, oh, you can't hunt here. Welcome, Cravenators, to this uh, beautiful sunny morning here in Western Oregon. A rare sunshine in Willamette Valley in March. We are joined today with uh, Neutrogena hand model, Nathan Bailey. <laughs> Nate, That's thanks right. for joining us today. Yeah. Supple, soft hands. Thank Nate you, Bailey. Man. Coming off a fresh contract renewal. <laughs> Pretty excited for 2018. Awesome. I got, awesome. S- got with some With all more, this talk uh, about money. diversity, your, yeah. your, your days are probably numbered. Though. <laughs> <laughs> Nate, Nate, I got to ask you, what's it like coming up in a predominantly female model community? <laughs> Well, my hands are about the same size, so uh, <laughs> you get enough work done, and you can't tell the difference. So, any any resentment from female actresses and models that you've had to deal with? No, everybody's cool. Okay. <laughs> it's a fun industry. <laughs> yeah, <it's> so talkative. <laughs> <laughs> Surprising with uh, the Cheetos under your fingernails, and <laughs> <laughs> right? And grease. Uh, thanks for being here, Nate. Also joining us is uh, Jake Siegel, uh, Guinness Book World Records holder. Not, not a lot of people knew that about you. Which one? Which holder? Um, most malpractice suits. Yep. Won and lost. <laughs> and proud of it. And, uh, you know, one look at Jake, and, and, and that would uh, solve, the, uh, solve the mystery there. I mean, um, Have you guys tell, seen just tell us about one, Jake. Tell us about the, tell us about the nose. Probably my No, mind. no. Tell us about, about the pec implant. The pec implant. Uh, yeah. Singular. Implant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Here's the deal. They were running. They were running a special. I got the wording a little mixed up as far as buy one get one free. I just wanted the free one. Uh, there lies some of the problems, but uh, you know, uh, most of my pictures are going to be from the left. So yeah, kind of an A cup, A minus situation. Mm. But my new calf implants are are pretty sweet. Awesome. Yeah. So awesome. Looking forward to shorts weather. Nice. <laughs> Sun's out. Guns out. Uh, well, thanks for being here, Jake. Glad to be here. It's been a little while since we've threw the headsets on, but I'm I'm stoked. I'm I'm ready to get back at it. Everybody's kind of been battling some sickness, and you can probably hear it in our voices. We're all a little pinched and nasally. Hmm. Uh, but uh, that thanks for bringing us in, John. Absolutely. Also, uh, for some of you that didn't know, if you know, John's a bit new to social media, but he's really found his stride. And you know, viral videos is really where it's at. And uh, to the man with the most likes on Instagram for the reenactment of the Buffalo Bill dance scene from <laughs> Silence of the Lambs, John <laughs> <Yeah>. Eastman. <laughs> 
Um, Shocking. Glad <laughs> to be here. Shocking. <laughs> glad to be here. And if anybody's listening and has not seen Silence of the Lambs, just do Buffalo Bill dance scene. Just take take a look on the YouTubes. You'll probably see my video. Most likely John's going to be the top. probably the third down. So. Um, you know, uh, there's, it takes a lot more um, agility than one would think to pull that dance off. Mm-hmm. And uh, dexterity. Um, Some most think the tuck is the problem. Yeah, but that's not. It's not. It's, it's the, it's the uh, uh, it's bending. The, well, it's the spin. <laughs> it's the spin with the tuck. Yeah. <laughs> it uh, creates uh, you know tension and uh, strain on on certain parts of the body that that one would not think. But lots of pregame stretching before that one. But glad to be here. The title of your video, Peekaboo John. Was, uh, was a nice choice. <laughs> Here I am. Peekaboo. Uh, yeah. 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 We're back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're well, glad right. to be here. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So um, on the agenda today, would you rather, always, always titillating, um, and then we are going to uh, dive into something we've all dealt with at some capacity, right? Yeah, Let's I call think it so. what it is: assholes in the woods, or uh, in the field, I should say, on the water. Uh, bullies, 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 yeah. bullies. People running you off your tree stand, running you out of your out of your area. <laughs> yep. Combat fishing, mm-hmm. claiming that they've uh, you're fishing their hole. So we're going to share some experiences with with <laughs> what we've done uh, with said bullies, how yeah. we handled them. Usually, a lot of uh, jujitsu. Involved in verbal, verbal blows as well. <laughs> yeah, lots of uh, yeah. I, we all like to handle it differently. Personally, as we'll see, I like to kill with kindness. Yes, you know, sir. there's nothing more easy. I mean, it's, there's there's not an easier way to defuse a situation than hugging a stranger. <laughs> yeah, with your shirt off. <laughs> yeah, I usually go in with the open mouth kiss and just see what happens. <laughs> just open it up. Oh, yeah. Confusion. Which, yeah. by the way, I was yeah. watching Impractical Jokers last. It was a rerun, but there was one where, uh, and if you haven't seen Impractical Jokers, check it out, TBS. Um, Hilarious. Very good good <laughs> stuff. Uh, but, yeah, there was a challenge where they were trying to get Murr to get a stranger to kiss him. Mm. And uh, he was successful with the, with the, the girl in the Central Park or wherever they were. She did. She gave him a little peck on the, uh, on the lips. Mm. The... Uh, shirtless guy that was working out and just taking a break and stretching, he <laughs> had other words. So, anyway, side note. Uh, funny show. I see why you like that show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Topless dudes. <laughs> Topless dudes. Well, I got to get ideas for my <laughs> implants or yeah. you know, <laughs> body improvement. <laughs> All right, so would you rather, um, today we, uh, the guys are, uh, I couldn't make it, but fishing, uh, did, did some steelhead fishing in the last few weeks and, Spring fishing is upon us. So, Nate, if you would take us through the would you rather. So, the, the choice is, for the rest of your life, would you rather only be able to fish freshwater species only or saltwater species only? And clarify. And with saltwater, that includes fish that do run into freshwater. So, your salmon, steelhead, right. those all count as saltwater species. So even if you're fishing in a freshwater river. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> even... Yeah, no bull sharks too. Yeah. Bull sharks. Yeah. Uh, so even alligators. even though salmon steelhead um, begin their life in freshwater, they spend most of their life in saltwater. And so that's 
that's why we're lumping them into salt water. Correct. I'm trying to understand this. Because I'll lose sleep over this. Um, okay. So, got it. Salt water versus fresh water. Okay. I have my answer. Uh, ready. Are we ready? Yep. It's without a doubt, resoundingly. Yeah. Unequivocally be. Unequivocally. Unequi- that's a tough one. <laughs> we'll just say resoundingly. <laughs> <laughs> salt, salt, salt water. Salt water. Yeah. Salty. Salt skis. You salty son of a bitch. Yeah. And really, I mean, it was the, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love our freshwater brethren. I love, uh, I love your, your, uh, your smallies, your big eyes, your walleyes, your, uh, your, uh, yeah, your junior high boys of the, uh, the freshwater <laughs> world. Um, but, uh, yeah, the salt water. I mean, it's got, you got your salmon and your steelhead. I would be, if I'd, salmon I'd be lost. were in the I'd other bracket, would you, would you sway your pendulum boat? swings? <laughs> does it? Yeah, it does. And I, you know, I'll be honest. I don't do uh, I don't do a whole lot of like deep sea type right. um, salt water uh, or speaking, mm-hmm. especially <laughs> in public. Um, but uh, man, but the salmon and steelhead. So let me. Okay, question for you: Can you fish for salmon and steelhead once they're in freshwater? No. Or can you only no. pursue those in the ocean? No. You cannot, you, you would not be able to target those fish. And when I say target, uh, you can't fish for them at all. Not at like, all. Well, I'm not targeting well, them. Maybe, Sir, not maybe you them. might accidentally be able squirrels. to catch one if you're targeting trout. Oh, man. I'm jumping. And you lucked out. And uh, yeah, I'm jumping the bandwagon, and I'm going back to freshwater. Just because I love to trout fish a lot. It's America's fish. Yeah, it's America's <laughs> it fish. It is America's fish. <laughs> it's America's fish. We'll see, by the way. Stay uh, tuned, by the way. March Madness. Coming up, coming up, outdoor yeah. madness. Yep. Um, yep. So I'm I'm jumping ship and I'm going back to freshwater, just for the trout. Just for the yeah, Damn. just for the trout fishing. Not mm. just for the trout, but you know, and I don't have a big boat to f- to to fish in salt water. Um, I have a lot of friends, but for some reason I've never gotten an invite. Uh, so yeah, I'm a freshwater guy. Okay, freshwater this. Mm. Wow. Okay. You talked yourself right into a circle there. Yeah, you did. I did. That's and comment. I mean, comment, <laughs> comment uh, down below here on the uh, if you're on the, the the YouTube channel, if I'm crazy or not. I don't know. I think we'll post this in the uh, in our social feed too here in the next uh, week, following the publishing of this. We'll 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 put it out there. Would you rather you put Maybe. it next mm-hmm. to the uh, Buffalo Bill dance? Yeah. And. It'll be there. It will get noticed. You, you get views. You yeah. eyeballs, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little pop-up. Yeah. Uh, no pun intended. I l- <laughs> well, it, it, might, it might not be up for a lot long, of people though. say I didn't have the balls to do that video. <laughs> <laughs> and then they saw the video. They're like, oh, no, that works. Oh, he doesn't have the balls. <laughs> <laughs> That's a uh, snug fit. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks sorry. for that lengthy answer. Uh, sorry. I'm going to go. You guys, it's not surprising. I will stick with fresh water. Totally. Born and raised on it. I miss it. Enough said. Plus, I can ice fish. So, you know. True. If I can stand on the wa- stand on the water and drink mm. a cocktail and fish, <laughs> come on. Yeah. Game over. <laughs> it's a little easier to fish year-round for freshwater fish mm-hmm. than saltwater. Yeah. Unless you've got a, you know, you com- giant commercial mm-hmm. boat. But yeah. I'm in the same boat. I like bass fishing too much. Yeah. I gotta stick with fresh water, <laughs> salt water. Why even bother people? I don't know. I mean, if we had more access to, you know, like you talk to somebody down in the Keys, you know, who's they do a lot of like that tropical bone fishing, which I've never done before. Um, you know, redfish, 
you know, sea trout. They call them trout down there, but it's a sea trout. Yeah. Uh, peacock bass. Well, peacock bass. I think they live in brackish water. Brackish. Brackish. Brackish and fresh. Brackish. Can live in brackish. Yeah. yeah. Can live in brackish and fresh. Okay. Yeah. But um, I guess we're just kind of a product of where where we were raised. But yeah. I'm still I'm still going. Uh, I'm definitely going with the salt water. <laughs> ah, <laughs> gotcha again. No fresh water. So. Cool. Right. Nobody's listening after. <laughs> <laughs> Tuned out. <laughs> this sucks. Uh, all right, that was good. I I thought I thought John would have went salt water, but uh, he. You can't pursue yeah. him though in freshwater, which is where I nope care to target. Nope. So it's a salt water. It was salt water fish versus freshwater fish, not fisheries. So which could be another one down the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So. Well, let's get to the meat and taters. Yes, please. Yeah. So. Um, I was thinking about my, you know, childhood and just how much of a jerk I was sometimes. No, I'm kidding. Um, I didn't like bullies. I didn't, I didn't like bullies at all. Granted, I came from a pretty small, uh, pretty small school, but, you know, and I was, I was guilty at times for, uh, I know this will be hard to believe, but maybe more glass houses here, John, more of a, like an emotional <laughs> abuse type deal, but I was never, you know. Um, but that was a that was a, a short period of time, and I've I'm pretty sure I've called everybody to apologize. Um, but <laughs> if I haven't, <laughs> comment below. <laughs> uh, but step twelve. It, it I want kind that of apology. Uh, you know, I was thinking about that. Um, you mentioned um, a friend of mine was was steelhead fishing um, Saturday yesterday, and he sent me a picture of he had he had he had got up early. He wanted to get his daughter into a steelhead. She hadn't caught one yet. Um, she's 13 and he pretty, you know, guy knows what he's doing. So he, uh, gets up early, gets to the river early and gets to the hole, you know, the hole that he thinks he has the best opportunity of getting his daughter into a fish. And I get a, I get a text from him, um, you know, yesterday mid morning and it's a, he's, the text is from his boat and the picture is, um, he's shooting downstream and you see the, you know, you see the bank, you see the, the main hole on the left that they're fishing and there's four drift boats anchored below him. Yeah. And, uh, and it's, it's not a very big area and they're, they're stacked in there and he, uh, he, you know, the ha- hashtag low holing and there's an expression of, of low holing, which is, uh, yeah, ethically, that. ethically incorrect and, and immorally wrong. So low holing is, um. And we joke about it from time, time to time, but the reality is, is you know, generally you start at the top of a hole and work your way through a specific hole, you know, with the idea being that you hit all the fish in that hole and top meaning upriver, the the most farthest point upstream, right? And uh, and to uh, to be another angler and step in below uh, an opposing boat or angler on the bank who is working their way downstream. Um, is uh, is ethically, generally in most areas, questionable. Uh, looked down upon, <laughs> looked down upon, and so anyhow, that just got me thinking, you know. And uh, there's uh, not to say that this is that wouldn't be, uh, you know, considered assholeish or bullying, but there has been. I'm sure you guys have had those circumstances where you run into that person, either on the river or in the woods, and they're you know they're rude, or there's proper there's etiquette, yeah. right? Un unspo or unwritten rules to hunting and fishing. 
uh, infringements on other sportsmen, right? Yeah. Okay, so did your buddy, uh, was there any words? I mean, did, did you talk to him? I haven't talked to him yet. Um, as far you know, knowing him, he's got a pretty short fuse, so he probably wouldn't use that one call he gets um, <laughs> <laughs> from the uh, from the local department um, to uh, to me. But uh, you know, now I'm sure he, he handled it well, handled his cool. Plus, his daughter was was there, so um, but uh, so it's yet to be uh, seen on how that circumstance was was dealt with. But um, yeah, so. I'll just share. I'll just share one. We, you know, we can go around the table and share, sure. share, share our own experience, and, and we all have a lot of them. But uh, and if you guys have had something similar happen to you, or have an interesting story to share with us, please let us know. Um, you know, comment and or write in, and we'd love to. We'd love to hear them and see them. So, uh, but I'll just start with. Grow, grew, growing up hunting the coast of Oregon, there's a lot of roads, uh, main roads that you can drive, but there's side roads that are gated, and and these roads, they, they'll generally go down into a small drainage. It's not a big area, um, and that'll typically feed, uh, you know, a roadless area or a semi-roadless area. But it's kind of, uh, you know, etiquette that if there's a vehicle parked at a gate, and it's, you know, there's, there's, keep in mind, there's lots of places to hunt. There's lots of gates, lots of gated roads that you can walk down. That you typically, you know, hey, you know. You, and let that one go. You should go on to the next one. And um, this particular day, the we, idea is they're western hunting. People yeah. are spot and stalk. You, yeah, we're don't not. We're not behind. Them. Yeah, this, we're elk hunting in this scenario, and we are. Uh, yeah, we're not tree stand hunting. And you're you're kind of, you know, you're looking for a bugle. You're you're going down into an area and and trying to you know strike a bull, uh, or cut some tracks. And uh, on this particular day, we. Got up early, got to the gate, you know, got out of the rig and worked our way down this big ridge into this nasty brush hole, which, you know, we know there are, that, that holds elk. And, you know, we're, so we're, we're doing our hunt that day. And we were probably an hour into the hunt and, and we hear something behind us and, you know, is it an elk? Is it a bear? And uh, all of a sudden this, this, this gentleman just comes like blazing down the hill. <laughs> And he he asks what what we're doing there, and it's public land. And uh, well, we said, sir, we're hunting. And he's like, oh, you can't hunt here. You can't hunt here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? And at this point, you know, I was uh, I don't know, I was probably eighteen, yeah, eighteen or nineteen, and uh, a little less wise at that time. And my hackles got raised pretty quick, and. And uh, there was an altercation, not physical, but, there, I mean, voices were raised. And it came very close to being physical. And uh, long story short, this 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 person ended up, you know, in a, in a frenzy of basically cuss words mm-hmm. um, going past me on this, on this elk trail. Basically bleep it a bleep you this is my bleeping spot you know whatever and boom they were gone and i was just sitting there like i can't believe that just freaking yeah. happened <laughs> like i was getting ready to i got so mad in the in the heat of the moment that i was like oh, i'm gonna fight this guy <laughs> and luckily he he just went past me and like go you know like boom gone and 
a part of me was like, oh, screw, screw this guy. I'm going to I'm gonna run past him, you know, to do this <laughs> leapfrog thing. Yeah. And I was just kind of sitting there and, and then, you know, reflecting and thought, man, this isn't worth it. There's there's lots of places to hunt. Um, it's just not worth it. But it, it definitely put a damper on my on my day. And I and I walked I walked back up to the rig and you know, it's probably a thirty, forty minute hike back up there. And this guy's rig's parked right there. So he so he I know that he even saw the rig parked there and you know, he's despite that decided to, to blow down in there and um that's just that's just that's just one And then it was all that accusatory of you guys for crashing yeah, the spot. Yeah, and it was uh <clears throat> you know, obviously you know, he had hunted down there before. There was a specific elk that we were after. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we would have taken our shot at it, anything. But there was a very large, you know, bull in this drainage that, at times, certain times of year, made himself visible. And so that's probably I'm under. I think that's why that person was down in there. Uh, but uh, yeah, and you know, it also made me think, man, if it's that it's that kind of attitude and that kind of those kind of actions that really would put you know a sour taste in someone's mouth to, about hunters you know about you know in general you know it's being that's generalizing but you mm-hmm. know if i had been there with somebody that hey it was their first time out hunting i mean that would that would have ruined it for them they probably wouldn't have picked up a bow or a gun again right <clears throat> but um i'm not certain i mean i th- i think i think i handled it right maybe i didn't but I think uh, just pulling out and, you know, just leaving that area all to that guy was probably the best thing I could have done at that time. Of course, you talk yeah. to other people, and they're like, oh, dude, I would have, you know, I would have thrown down on that guy. And you're like, well, you know, it's not, it's not worth it, you know. You'd like to think we're, we're better than that. And I'm not a fighter anyway. Who knows? I, it's probably, I probably would have got my butt whooped. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's probably best for him that he left you alone. Uh, gentle giant but um <laughs> anyhow what about you nate you, was there something come to mind well i actually had a story kind of on the flip side we were just talking about low hole and and a few years ago i hadn't done a lot of river fishing really to speak of at all just getting into steelheading and we were bank fishing and uh the group of us were upstream at the top end of the hole and there's kind of a big like oxbow in the river and a kind of a big steep knob of you know, land on the oxbow, so you couldn't really walk the bank out and around it. Sure. And uh, so we were fishing that top hole, top section of the hole, and then there was a nice riffle just before a set of rapids. You could just kind of see around the bend of the oxbow. So I decided to pick up and go overland and go over this knob to go down to the other side of the oxbow in this river. And and uh, I'm kind of walking down through there, and I'm probably 40 feet above the river at this point because it's a super steep bank and like i'm kind of walking a deer trail out through and kind of getting down to where i can kind of see this open hole and then all of a sudden this dude yells up at me he's like hey you bleepity bleep you trying to low hole me (laughs) (laughs) and i didn't even see this guy because the bank's so steep you know and there's really no way did you yell back no sir i I like girls (laughs) (laughs) yeah because i had no idea what low hole back then (laughs) you know and so um you know i'm like I can't remember what I said, but I I didn't know what he was talking about as far as low hole. And so I, 
I'm like, no, I didn't, I didn't even see you there, you know? And so I kind of worked my way down to the bank a little bit. And then as I'm kind of working my way down to him, because I just kind of wanted to talk to him and see how he was doing or whatever. And if he was getting any action or whatever. And, um, as I'm kind of working my way down, I look up and he's like angrily packing all of his shit up. Yeah. And he's cursing under his breath and everything else. And then, uh, I only get a few yards kind of working my way down the bank and this guy's like got all of his stuff up and he's like hauling butt up the hill. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> 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 and, uh, and we get to talking a little bit and I'm like, I'm, I'm not trying to encroach on you. I was just coming down to see how you're doing. I didn't know you were down here. You know, I wasn't, wasn't going to come in and blow your hole up or whatever, you know? Yeah. There's a group of us up on the other end of the oxbow there and I was just coming down to check this spot out, and, you know? So I kind of talked him down a little bit, and then he learned pretty quickly that I didn't know what the hell I was doing and had no idea about the proper ethics of river fishing when somebody else was there. Plus, I didn't see him there anyway when I was working my way down. So Was it the, uh, was it the low-cut shorts that you made out of your jeans? <laughs> Actually, he had cut-off jeans. <laughs> yeah, he did. Cut-off jeans, yeah. Legitimately, he did. Is there anything yes. that, like... In uh, a flannel shirt. <laughs> Is there anything that knocks down the credibility of anyone, like, on the outdoors if they're wearing cut-off jeans at any length? Like, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. It depends mm. on if the pockets are hanging out the bottom. This or gal, on the other hand, <laughs> she looks smart. <laughs> yeah. Well, it all worked out, though, because I talked him down. He realized I was a noob pretty quickly. Yeah. And he was like, ah, I've been here an hour anyway. You can have it. Yeah. And yeah. he left, and I got the hole anyway. So. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and a guy like that, he probably... He's probably experienced or is ultra sensitive in in his circumstance because it, it maybe that happens to him a lot on that you know whatever you know whether it's a drainage mm-hmm. that gets a lot of pressure or eh, yeah I mean I guess you can never speak for what kind of person they are but well this there was a lot of effort to get into that particular spot for too. him to call out like that to a stranger even though you didn't know he was there. Um, <clears throat> strikes me as a pretty confrontational person. <laughs> yeah. Like, I thought he was coming up the bank to yeah. throw down, and yeah. he laid into me pretty pretty good yeah. for about 30 seconds until I started explaining. Like, You're like, hmm. you know, I mean, yeah. no offense. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know you, and that guy's lucky. He didn't get a roundhouse to the side of the face. <laughs> he would have been a grapple. He would have just <laughs> taken his jean shorts off and exposed his onesie unitard that he was going to wrestle him in. Yeah. All right, pal. <laughs> Go time. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, me, slippery rocks. <laughs> yeah, I he, he struck me as a guy that had a lot of words on the riverbank, though. Sure, with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. This uh, is a. There's layers to this. There's a lot of layers to this. A lot of variables. You know, I mean, are you talking about? You know, where you're hunting is a big thing, or fishing. You know, is it a lake? Is it a river? On the on the hunting side of it. You know, are you Western hunting where there's thousands and thousands and thousands of acres of public land and it's, nobody owns it? And obviously, if I want to walk lockstep with you, I can do that, um, you know, legally. Or is it back east where, you know, there's you may own 20 acres and that's your land. And if somebody steps on it um, or hunts on the line, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of layers to it. And I think to to the point you guys are making and, you know, Nate, it's like. And, and I've been in these situations too. A lot of it is is ignorance, you know, or just not knowing again the the, the ethical things. And it's not that you mm-hmm. you don't know, but you have to be taught. Like, yeah, in my opinion, you you have to learn how to shoot a gun and shoot a bow, and you know, 
you know, run a rod and reel and, and, and a bait caster versus, you know, like all those things are, are things you learn. But I think as important is kind of like these, okay, there's some underlying rules of, you know, of, of the, of the woods and the water. And, you know, here are some of them, you know, mm-hmm. it's just like golfing. You know, I remember like when I first kind of learned how to golf, it was like, I didn't know that you couldn't or shouldn't step in someone's, you know, line on the putting green. You know, like if somebody's <laughs> going to putt, you generally step over that line, not to somehow like devi- deviate the ball. The blades right, of right, grass. Exactly. You know, or talk in someone's backswing <laughs> or whatever, you know. So like same thing applies. Or crack a beer. Yeah, crack a beer. <laughs> in the hole. <laughs> uh, but uh, same thing applies, I think, to the woods and the water. It's like uh, I think a good mentor or some good friends – Although some friends will probably have this fun at your expense, but you know, they'll say, <laughs> you know, Hey, so in this situation, we don't really want to do this, you know, sure. or, you know, pull up behind a guy, um, uh, at, a, at a gate and say, you know, okay, let's, let's go over, let's, let's move for this reason. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah, well, just, I mean, there's so much resource out there now that it's causing so many mm-hmm. people that are adults that have never grown up hunting to get into the sport later in life Mm -hmm. that don't have a mentor at all and they're just out there trying to get after it just like Mm -hmm. everybody else but they don't you know they don't necessarily know the right way to go about it um so just keep that in mind too if you come across somebody in your spot or whatever Mm -hmm. that you think is doing you wrong it might just be that they don't they don't know any better know any better right and it only takes about 10 seconds of conversation to figure out you know, does this guy, you know, most of them, if they're new and they don't know any better, they'll, they'll apologize and move along or you can move along or, you know, I mean, we ran into that this year. I feel like the last couple of years elk hunting, we've, you know, on public land, we've run too. into people that do things maybe, you know, most hunters would do a little bit differently as far as, you know, how they hunt and, mm-hmm. you know, walking in on somebody or, you know, detecting somebody's hunting in an area and still continue to hunt in the, you know, I mean, like we talked to that guy and like he point blank, he's like, you know, can I, how did you guys know it was me when he was bugling, you know? And, and we <laughs> talked to him we're like, Hey, you know, yep. here's the laundry list of problems that you have. So <laughs> don't come back in the woods until you figure it yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> but he was one though, that once, once we explained where we were at, he didn't go into, you know, the side right. that we were on. After right. that, we could still hear him on the other side of the yeah. drainage. And who you were. Yeah. 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 I don't know if you know this, sir, but we're my name's Nathan Bailey, and I'm a pretty big deal. Yeah. That's right. Look at these hands. Very important. Have, have you seen the le- latest uh, <laughs> Neutrogena? Half an hour later, after the <laughs> autograph signing, you were able to finally yeah. go in this after is that bull that was... <laughs> Come on, you're to get away from this. That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, yeah. I, will, I will say, growing up in the Midwest... Um, Com- hunting confrontation is much more prevalent um and even fishing like i re- one quick story i mean i was again i was hunting i was fishing with pete we did uh the guy we went fishing with walleye fishing with yep uh, or in john's case big eye fishing big guys big guys that was fun yeah but we were trolling and we were out on green bay no where were we sturgeon bay anyway uh and you on know a big s- lake anyway yeah, I mean, it was big water, but we were running, you know, again, it's one of those things where you kind of get in a line and, you know, troll these breaks and, and you just have common courtesy and try to keep enough space. But when you're trolling, it's like, you know, sometimes we were fortunate enough, we were actually catching some fish and, you know, you're trying to 
bring these fish in and steer the boat at the same time and regulate your speed and sometimes you kind of get off course and and back there you can have tons of lines out yeah yeah i mean you got to have your shit together you don't know what you're doing get all everything all tangled up if you're not careful and he's a super experienced fisherman um it just happened that we again i think we had a double and we were both bringing fish in and trying to you know recalculate where we were going and we got a little close to this again and one guy super small boat just kind of jig fishing in an, and again had every right to be there but we did get a little close and he let us up you know you some you know bleep bleep and your big freaking boats and you know of course you look like a douchebag when you're in a giant ranger and he's <laughs> running the you know tin lizzie next to you and yeah it sucked i mean like there was nothing you could say except you apologize and you know but mm. Um, but what I was getting at was like private land hunting in, in, uh, the Midwest where there's a tremendous amount of hunters and everybody's got, you know, a lot of people do have private land and then you run into, um, trespassing, mm-hmm. not, I don't think as much anymore just because, I mean, you straight up get your butt shot, you know, yeah. if that's the case. But when you that, got Onyx maps and all that other stuff to, yeah, you don't have many excuses anymore to not know where you're at. Yeah. I mean, so much tribal knowledge back there, too, you know, but uh, like hunting on the line, you know, that's something that is like, is it legal? Yep. But if I'm hunting and and I, you know, and the thing is, is like, you know, like, okay, my 20 or 40 acres is prime because I have a swamp and that's where all the deer go during gun season. And Mm -hmm. all of your neighbors are posted on the corners of your, your property. You know, that gets pretty hairy sometimes. And the other thing, too, is like Western hunting is you know it's wide open you kind of never know what you're going to see rarely you know you get to know intimately these these animals you know like oh i've watched that buck for three years or that bull mm-hmm. for three years and i know you know you you get that back east so people kind of lay claim to like ownership to these deer yeah and it's it gets really really ugly and it's it's unfortunate i mean because mm-hmm. you it's such a small community you'd hope we'd all be on the same team and like hey you know i mean there are genuinely people that are like i don't care you know just it's just somebody shoot an animal, yeah. and we're going to be excited. You're talking pretty small tracts of land that people have claimed to back there. You know, here you've totally. got thousands of acres of yeah. national forest or BLM or whatever. And yeah, that's why I think it's a you little can glass less. somebody up on the next ridge and decide mm-hmm. just to blow yeah. over two more basins and yeah, you know, not step on each other's toes. But yeah, a little tougher to do that when you're on forty acre parcels. Uh, totally. But yeah, yeah, it's a. Uh, Slippery slope for sure. Well, the other <laughs> thing too is like, uh, so the still hunter, like the uh, spot and stalker, like the, the guy in the whitetail woods, which not saying it can't be done, but it's pretty tough. You know, I mean, it's, these are, anybody that's on a whitetail or seen a TV show with whitetails, you know how spooky they are and mm-hmm. like how they just bail at the first, you know, inkling of a predator, you know, or human. So to be, to, bow hunting, not as much, but like, to be up in a, in a, in a gun scenario where you're, you're posted up and you're kind of sitting, you know, and, and see a guy stalking through the woods, you know, trying to jump shoot something is, is, it's frustration. I think what all this comes down to is it's frustration. People get frustrated. You're taking their fish, right? Or you're taking yep. their animal. Be interesting to send out some psychological tests. Do you think the Midwest to Eastern hunter is more competitive than the Western hunter? Do you think it's a, you think it's a, a degree of competitiveness that causes this, this these disputes, or do you, is it uh, entitlement, like you said, to the animals, uh, or just like the sheer like 
I got to be successful. If I'm not successful, then then I'm not. I can't validate myself to my fellow mm-hmm. hunters, and you are stopping me from being successful. And so you're gonna hear it. You're gonna feel my wrath. Yeah. I don't know. I I I think the. Okay, so that's a good question, and I I. Th- no matter where you are or what you do, I think the people that are really fanatical about it, like passionate, e- yeah, super okay, passionate. So yeah. They're whatever yeah. they do, they're doing 365 days a year. If you're an elk hunter, you're um, training, you're shooting your bow, you're just pouring over digital uh, maps on online, and you're looking for those new honey holes, and you're out scouting, and you're putting cameras up, and, you know, the same can be said for whatever your passion is, if you're, you know, a fisherman, or, or you know, you're a whitetail hunter. I think the guys that are, that pour so much into it, like, t- mainly time, and then they run into a, a scenario where, you know, Jimmy Lipper is either new to the, new to the sport, or, you know, there's just a weekend warrior out there, and they're kind of, you know, happen to run into each other. Mm-hmm. It's like most of the time, the weekend warrior guy that's just kind of new is just, you know, they don't know, or they're just out there to, you know, to to have a good time and, and get away and like, it's their vacation. Mm-hmm. And you can usually, as an experienced outdoorsman, you can pick up on that when you run into that person. Like you said, psychologically, sure. you're like, okay. Because, listen, what do you guys think? If I run into somebody that, that they know what they're doing, I'm generally a lot less frustrated because it's like, hey, this guy's put in his work, he's... Or she's, you know, they've done their homework, and like I know, I'm probably not going to see them again, and we can we can almost coexist, right? Because mm-hmm. I know that they're not going to necessarily, hopefully, like blow yeah. all the elk out or Once you screw both up a hole, right? You know, or or screw up a hole in the act water accordingly, yeah, right. But when you run into that person, you're like this guy or this girl, they don't know what they're doing. I mean, yeah, come but you're on. not you're keeping that to yourself, right? You do in those circumstances when you're if we're talking about you. You know, I I haven't personally seen you lash out. Uh, no, I haven't. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's because usually I'm the one screwing up. Like, <laughs> you, know, you get put a basketball in your hand and get on the court. Yeah, it's totally different. I do different get fired there. up there. Yeah, you're a competitive <laughs> little guy. Yeah, but yeah, to your point though, like, on you. there's a lot of people. <laughs> Bite your ear off. And I'll put myself in this boat too because I don't, you know, and I, I know you guys. None of us get out as much as we would like to, and, and we're very passionate. And, and we only have that week a year mm-hmm. or that couple weekends. Mm-hmm. And so I will say, you know, that, that adds an element to it as well. Cause you know, if you're a retail shop owner out there, you know exactly what I'm talking about because <laughs> you guys got into this industry, whether hunting, fishing, cause you're passionate and we all know you don't do it nearly as much as you used to. You only get those couple of days out there a year. And when you do get out there, you want to enjoy it to the best of your ability. And on that, yep. every now and then you're going to run into that person that, you know, is going to make you question um you know your own ethics i guess or just you know challenge you to hold your tongue and and, you know have some have some grace with that person you know what i mean and so i mean i've definitely been in that boat you know elk season reminds reminds me the most of that is probably when that happens the most for me personally because especially on public land you're gonna run into people Mm -hmm. and that'll that'll you know challenge yourself you know to either help that person or you know make that encounter a good or a bad one but it's tough because yeah. sometimes the, you, the people are just you can tell right off the bat all right this is not somebody i would spend time with you're right <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. they're going to test your patience yeah sure and uh you know they want to 
uh, anyhow. But yeah, so yeah, I can definitely not not being able to spend as much time in in the woods definitely comp- compounds that for sure. Yeah. Stereotypes. Yeah. They exist for a reason. Yeah, they you know, do. Like the guy. Okay, so on our one of our older podcasts, uh, we we did a podcast with uh, Watershed Fly Shop in Corvallis, Oregon, and uh, Troy, our good friend Troy. You guys were talking about a uh, situation when you guys were fishing and you ran across. What can you? Was it a guide? No, it wasn't a guide, but it was it was the kind of like traditionalist. Uh, fly, oh yeah, yeah, fly fishermen and yeah, yep. What was he calling you out on? Because well, Troy, yeah, well, in the yeah, in this, well, this guy, he was fired up. Troy was fired up. Troy was telling fired the story. Up. Yeah, I'm sure Troy, he handled Troy it very was, well. Troy is Maybe. was very animated, <laughs> just because uh, you know this guy. You know, we talk about stereotypes. We're talking about you know purists and uh, you know elitists types, and uh, we were breaking down those barriers, you know, of the fly fishing community. But we ran into a, one gentleman who was um, very. Had very very nice gear. Was dressed very nice and proper. You know, almost like you were on a an English chalk stream. Which, um, <laughs> if you don't know what that is, a lot of those streams over there in Europe and England, they're uh, pay to play, and only the rich can do it. So that when they're fishing, they're dressed in oh, their really? Sunday I, I best. Yeah. So this guy had his. Most likely, he showed up in a Subaru wagon. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> so the guy, you know, the guy. I mean, like Filson, which is a very high end company. You know, clothing to the hilt. Had a nice proper. I don't know what the hats are called. Like. Painter's hat or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's the guy flaps. was very fancy. Yeah, yeah. Bamboo stuff, wicker. Oh, man. You know. Anyhow, Troy caught a brown trout. In this particular drainage, there's very, very, very few of these. Mostly rainbows, mostly and a few brookies. And and Troy's caught hundreds of brown trout. Most of them I've handed the rod on, to him on. <laughs> and uh hey, buddy, here you go. he's gotten a good look at what all species look like these last few years fishing with me. No, I'm just kidding. Um, what a dick. I know. And uh, I can already tell you, I wouldn't want to spend time with you, John. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, 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 and Troy was like, dude, I've never caught one of these out of this river before. And uh, the guy, so we met this guy later on in the day. And long story short, the guy was doubting Troy. You know, he was one of those grace growers who, uh, you know, was like, oh, I wasn't a brown trout. And Troy's. <laughs> Troy's like, oh, it was a brown trout, buddy. It was a brown trout. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's another circumstance, you know, where, you know, bullies or, or a-holes in the field. You know, that guy probably didn't even know what he was, that he was making tree, Troy feel that way, but that was the case. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he thought he was educating him. <laughs> he still, Troy brings that up, like, every, I mean, every fifth conversation that comes up. I mean, it's, it's, it's ingrained in him now. That's funny. That's funny. So what do you guys, what do you think is the best way to handle, I mean, I think we all know the answer to this, but, okay, so is there a situation where you think we, you would stand your ground and be like, no, dude, you need to leave, you're wrong, I'm, I'm staying here, because in, like, for me, 99%, 99.9% of the cases, I'm just, it's not worth it to me, like, it, like, I'm not, I'm not going to argue over, unless the guy's trespassing on my property, or gal, um, you know, and they're mm-hmm. doing something completely unethical. But in most cases, I'm just going to be, it's not worth it. I'm going to move on. Yeah. I, I would, because it's just, it's going to bother me the rest of the day, the rest of the weekend or whatever. Like if I try to stick it out and I'm always looking over my shoulder or, you know, you know whatever. And yeah. like if I turn into an asshole for some reason, you know. But do you guys see any any scenario where you would 
I got one for you. I got I got a what would you do question. This is for you, Jake. Well, you too, Nate. Because I've, I've only, I can't really consider it even ice fishing. Um, but. <laughs> so you're, say it you're happens I, there too. Say, you're, say you're ice fishing. Say you're ice fishing. I don't even know if this has happened. This would be a funny, like, hidden camera, though. We could, we could probably do this and just to see people's reaction. Say so you got you see you got your neighbor over there a couple hundred yards. Yeah, he's yeah. got a hot hole. Yeah, yeah. What if, what if, what if you walked over there and dropped in his hole? Yeah. And just started digging <laughs> as you stare at him in the face, just like blank, like, hey, how's the fishing been? You know, and you start uh, trying to make small talk. Yeah. You want to see someone get oh my kicked God. off? Yeah. That would be horrible. Probably, probably get hot coffee. I mean, in, in come your face. on. Yeah. That'd be hard. That'd be hard to walk away from. I mean, you drilled it. You're there. Somebody, somebody drops in. It's like, oh, finally. You can see the hand <laughs> auger laying right next to yeah. the hole, so you know they spent a good oh, twenty yeah. minutes. Oh man, what would you do? What would you do if I was if I was, you drilled the hole? Oh, I would have a problem with that. <laughs> That's as close to private property as it gets without actually owning. And it. then they're in your this bubble. Is my hole. They're in your bubble, and oh man, and uh, what would you do, Nate? I know what you would do. That person would be dead. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. It'd be uh, nice. Ice hole swirly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much alcohol that's consumed while ice fishing as well. So, you know. That could escalate very quickly. Yes. People are going to be tuned up. Yeah. But, I mean, that does, to your point, I mean, like, there's, I've been in situations where we've been fishing and ice fishing and, you know, like, whatever. You get a few flags and, and you catch some fish and then pretty soon you realize that people are getting a little closer and closer and you know <laughs> yeah. my pops he's never been one to shy away from i a, could see big mike yeah, yeah holding his ground yeah yeah he, he does yeah <laughs> cool huh it's, Interesting. that's it's, it's tough out there i would be curious on uh you know some of those circumstances can can turn out to be pretty uh entertaining and funny so if if anybody out there has a funny you know encounter that they'd care to share let us know i, I, I like reading that stuff too I, yeah. i'd say that the situation where i probably would get a little more animated or at least a little more ups, you know when frustration turns to i'm now i'm getting kind of pissed would be if i had one of my kids with me or any kid you know for for that matter you know it's like hey just trying to, you know, get them, get them some fish or get them on some fish or, or, you know, trying to see some animals and, you know, somebody comes in and, and starts, uh, even on public land in that situation, I would probably get a little, a little animated because, you know, come on. Yeah. But the, it is the, the psychology of, uh, like ownership, like assumed ownership of land or animals in a situation where there is none is amazing because people do it all the time. This is my hole. This is my fish. I'm entitled to it. This is, yeah. And to me, like if you, you know, fishing in a fishing sense, you know, like if you're fishing a hole and you get there first, then technically is it, is it your hole? No, but you should respect it. Like he got up early. She got up early, drove from who knows how far walked or, 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 or boated in. Low blow, low blow, low hole. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've come across it before. Rifle hunt during rifle season for deer, and like you're trying to drive to get to a hole, and people have literally parked their rig across the 
you know, sideways in the middle of the sure. road to prevent people from driving further. Yeah. You know, basically yeah. blockading. There's not a gate on it. They'll right. Kind of block, they make yeah, their own gate. The they, you know, and I've, I've come across that numerous times before I started archery hunting. That, and people will do it with two or three rigs if need be. Yeah. And basically, yeah, at least around here, I've encountered that numerous times, but, which is also a dick move, but. Yeah. Do you, what do you guys, and we'll wrap this up here pretty pretty quick, but so kind of on a, on the next level, protecting spots that you've found, be it water or woods, um, you always get that person that's like, well, where'd you, where'd you shoot that? Or where'd you, where'd you catch that? Yeah. And they're persistent, in some cases sneaky. Somebody we used to work with was very sneaky with, uh, Yep, looking into <laughs> looking into areas that uh, you uh, happen to be successful in, and somehow always managed to yeah you know, find their find way there. the maps you were looking at, whatever. But yeah, um, I've gotten like, pretty good at that over the years, haven't I, guys? Like I don't think there's yeah, anything no, wrong. We're not talking about you. Know, <laughs> some people get mad, right? Some people are like, "Well, yeah. I don't know why you just don't tell me where you, you know." Yeah, you know, but like me personally. If you have a good hold, well, granted we're friends, so you should share everything with me <laughs> <laughs> and allow me to go first. Uh, but, you know, I, I even if somebody's like, hey, here's where I'm hunting, here's where I'm fishing, and here's where I'm really successful, and I'm not going to be there this weekend, like, okay, maybe. But, like, in most cases, I feel weird, you know? Yeah. Like, that's part of it, right? I want to be... Yeah. We shoot something or you catch something, and, like, there's always a little bit of that... Well, I didn't really earn it completely because somebody told me exactly where to go and what to use. Well, when yeah, and when you're sharing that information with people, you know, you got to be um, – it's not that you don't want other people to be successful, but it's not necessarily what's burned me in the past. It's not necessarily the person you shared that with, where you were at. Right. You don't know how many people they're going to tell. Right. And so, you know, spots and, and rivers and streams and areas of hunting and – not just there. I mean, it, it, the list, shed hunting, mushroom picking, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's all encompassing. The, some of those really good spots that you enjoyed going to now are, you know, are overrun. And it's, yeah. granted, you can't contribute at all to that person, but the more eyes and ears and mouths that know about it, you got to keep, and, you know, there's something sacred about it too, in, in, you know, about that spot, you know, and kind of an unwritten rule, I guess. Yeah. You know, you can't. There's so you many resources talking for about it. digital so. scouting and everything else that people are going to find most spots, at least hunting-wise. Yeah. You know, eventually. So it's you it can compound pretty quickly when word starts getting spread too. Right. So, um, yeah. It's uh yeah. That being said, anybody that sees any of our posts on occasion fishing or whatever, where the backgrounds are blacked out, <laughs> please don't get offended. We're just trying to do our part as far as. <laughs> Uh, keeping, uh, keeping things, keeping traffic down unless you, uh, kind of put in your dues, I guess. Yeah. We appreciate everybody who does listen and subscribes, but don't get offended when, if, you know, somebody asks, where's that river or where are you at? That's a silly question. We're not going to tell you. (laughs) (laughs) Save it. Yeah. Save it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if you've got technique questions or how to read water or... Like, how did John do that spin? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) How does he fit that back there? Right. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's that's a different different story. Like, I I don't mind telling telling people how to target things or other preparation techniques or whatever. Yep. What did you guys learn? 
Nader? I was just thinking about that. Go ahead, Nate. Well, this is more kind of like a general closing thought, I guess, but... Um, Can't use it. It doesn't just count. <laughs> Deep Thoughts Tell us by Nate learned. Bailey. Yeah. <laughs> well, Look at the mirror. Deep, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I guess my, my kind of closing thoughts or what we learned is regardless of the scenario that that comes about from some tension in the field, just be cognizant of not raising your asshole meter to the level of whoever it is. <laughs> right? You know, uh, just go go into situations cool-headed and just remember sometimes that, you know, they might be doing it maliciously or what have you. They might have, they might know what they're doing and yeah. are being a dick anyway. But I think oftentimes it's it's a case where people either just don't know that someone else is in there or just generally don't understand how their actions are impacting others negatively. So. Yep. A lot of new sportsmen out there. Mm-hmm. A lot of yeah. them don't know. They just yeah. don't know. And it's great that the sport's growing, and we need new hunters and anglers yeah. to keep coming aboard. And yep. don't don't ruin it for somebody because you're out there and and you put in a lot of. Even if you put, in, I mean, most of us have put in a ton of time and effort. And if you perceive somebody as ruining your hunt or your fishing trip, mm-hmm. just uh, approach every situation like you're assuming it's that other person's first day in the field or on the water. Yeah, and you. You don't, don't want to ruin their experience and, and have them bag it in and not yeah. continue pursuing the outdoors. So even on in a, in a bigger, larger scale, um, you know, like we're all we're all in this together, right? And we, you know, like we have to be unified. And you know, when it comes to conservation, you know, if you want a piece of water or a piece of land to get mad at somebody on, you know, we got to make sure that we're all on the same page at least from that standpoint. So we can't we can't we can't be that's always stinks, you know. I mean, I, I step back and you know, whatever industry you're in, you know, there's, you know, the whole Ford versus Chevy mentality. You know, like, oh, you use this product or you use that, and I, you know, I can't be friends with you because I use this one <laughs> or, you know, whatever. You know, it's like, come on. So, uh, what I learned though, uh, John has internalized and continues to internalize a lot of emotion, a lot of rage inside of him. So one day, <laughs> watch out. You don't want to be that that straw yeah. on that camel's back. <laughs> Johan, <laughs> Johan oh, von Eastburn. Uh, well, Nate touched base on uh, on a sum of that, and I'm a little concerned why he was staring at me the whole time <laughs> when he was telling me about what he learned, especially when uh, he said asshole level. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, I learned uh, I learned that um, you know there's the old saying, perception is reality, and it does not stop at the truck door so when you walk into the woods or you get in your boat and you're going down the river um yeah definitely how you handle yourself in these circumstances will uh will will speak volumes of of you um long after that circumstance happens i mean your boat's identifiable your truck's identifiable your you know your gear's identifiable people will how you how you react in these tough circumstances will kind of define you and it'll follow you around I mean, I know there's people that are they they're pigeonholed because of ways they've they've handled these circumstances uh, poorly. So that being said, just be kind. Why can't we all just get along? You know, be gracious to be each other. Everybody love everybody. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and uh, yeah, it, it'll all be good. It's um, it's good that everyone's out enjoying um, you know the outdoors. Definitely is. Yep. If a river without people fishing it. 
you know, has no friends. And a river with no friends has no protection. So that goes for rivers, that goes for public land, that goes for that goes for private land even. So mm-hmm. that's what I learned. Yeah, good point. Yep. Well, cool. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, so just uh, real quick, a little bit of housekeeping. All right, so last year we did our first annual uh, Outdoor Madness Bracket to celebrate uh, March Madness. Uh, we're all basketball fans, sports fans, so we wanted to apply that to the outdoor world, and uh, we put one together, and uh, probably uh, as far as uh, confrontation and conflict uh, is concerned, we definitely heard some blowback on um, on, on the choices that we made. So real quick, all we did was we, we made two brackets, a hunting and a fishing bracket, and we paired them up and basically decided which species – uh, would reign supreme as far as the the ultimate species to hunt or fish. And who won it last year? It was uh, well, we ended up doing two, and we right. had a winner. I think the the hunting bracket was elk. Yeah, yep. and the fishing bracket. Chain. This is where this is where the conflict happened. <laughs> the fish of choice, America's fish. America's fish. Amer- your your America's fish. He punches in bunches. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> trout. Trout. T round. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see how that shakes shakes yep. down so this year. We're gonna do another one of those. Um, probably mix it up a little bit, add a few tweaks and uh, a few twists to it. So Jake will wear pants this time. I will so promise to keep my pants video, on. It won't be nearly <laughs> right. as awkward. Right. 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 Um, you can definitely tell which teams he liked. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna grow my mustache for this one. So. Swing. <laughs> 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 Smallmouth ass, anyone? Um, <laughs> so we're going to do that. Look for that here in the next uh, couple of weeks. We want to get that out uh, before the tournament's over or, or uh, right around that time. So look for that. Also, um, got a few other changes coming, so stay tuned. Uh, check us out on Instagram and, and Facebook. And, uh, you know, as John made mention and uh, Nate, you know, comment. If you got any comments on our stories regarding, you know, issues you had in the woods or, or water, share them and then uh super important it just really really helps um get on itunes leave us a review um let us know what you think and uh in in any way shape or form tell a friend it really really helps us the reviews are huge so um throw a throw a rating up there and review and uh appreciate everybody listening thanks guys appreciate it